Hi everybody, um, this is Linda Pratt and I am here today with another episode of Ask, where Holyoke residents ask department heads and members of boards and commissions about the work they do and why we should care about it. Today I am talking with Lynn Horan. Lynn is the Vice Chair of the Commission on Disabilities. Thanks for being with us, Lynn. I'm glad to be here. Lynn is a fairly new member of the Commission, but she is not new to the world of disabilities and the issues that affect people with disabilities. So Lynn, I want to ask you a few basic questions and then I want to give you time to just talk about matters that you think are really important. Sounds great. Okay. First of all, when I think of um, the Commission on Disabilities, really the only thing I know about it is that you deal with handicapped parking. And I promise we will talk about handicapped parking, but we're gonna do it at the end. There are a couple other things I wanna ask you, and then I'm gonna turn it over to you. Uh, I have come to learn recently that all of the boards and commissions have somebody in the city that is responsible for working with them. So can you tell us who that is for the Commission on Disabilities? In Holyoke, it is um, Kelly Curran, who is in the Department of uh, Personnel for the city. And it is very typical to have a city official with all these commissions um, because that's kind of the oversight that's necessary within a municipality. Typically, it's um, usually the city planners for disability for somewhat obvious reasons because a lot of the issues disabled face are traffic, sidewalks, accessibility to buildings, and these are the things that city planners deal with, but we can deal with them as well, even in this capacity. Okay. So if someone has a question or wants to get in touch with the commission, they would contact Kelly Curran at the office of the personnel office? Um, I, I think that's part of it, but generally I think in Holyoke uh, Commission on Disability, we go to the chair first, and um, you can actually go to the website for the city and look under commissions, um, and you will see the Commission on Disability, and on that you'll have the information there for both Kelly and her email contact, as well as our chair, Leanna. Okay, thank you. Um, so I am just going to turn this over to you. I know you have a lot of things that you would like people to know about that the commission is doing or could be doing to help residents in the city of Holyoke. So it's all yours. Great. I appreciate that. Um, I would have to say this commission because it deals with actually globally the largest marginalized population in the world and the most diverse as well, and not just diverse in disability, but in terms of race, gender, age, all sorts of things. So it is a really wonderful, in many ways, cross-section of our population as well. And in fact, in Massachusetts, one of, or in the United States, I should start with, one in four people are disabled. One in four, we're not a small population. In Massachusetts, I believe we're up to, uh, yeah, 11.5% of Massachusetts population. In Hamden County, we are actually the county with the highest percentage of disabled people. 
and that 16.3% of Hamden County is disabled. So I always bring that up because again, sometimes because we, we don't see disabled people, we really have no idea how many. And so a commission that represents them and one that's vocal and allows disabled people to also be vocal is really significant because what we run in many times, like a lot of marginalized groups, it's, it's really a lack of understanding. If you haven't experienced it, either with a loved one or in your own life, you might say, well, I don't see anybody in wheelchairs. And I've had that happen with a lot of folks that do really meaningful things, like our Holyoke Emergency Shelter, um, say that, gee, we don't have an elevator that's functioning. Not their fault, by the way. It is an expense, but the fact is, he did not know, the gentleman I talked to, that there were people in his community that are not only homeless, but disabled. In fact, again, another population that's more likely to be disabled. Um, but if you don't see them, and we don't come, because we can't get in the buildings. So, um, so that's a lot of why it's really important to have representatives in our government to help them out from the small things to the much larger things. And Lynn, it's, it's true, isn't it, that not all disabilities are visible. So people may have disabilities that affect their ability to participate in society, but they're not necessarily visible disabilities. Absolutely, and, and that's an excellent point because there are so-called anatomical physical disabilities, diseases like fibromyalgia, lupus, even MS, which is what I have, can in some part of the MS population not be necessarily visible. And a lot of these diseases, by the way, they will also start early in age. So it's not just those of us like myself that are in their 60s. I started with the MS when I was 27. Typically, a lot of autoimmune disabling diseases, lupus, RA, um, even um, diabetes can start in your late 20s or your early 30s, which is the height of the time when your life is really beginning. You're starting a profession, but you haven't had time to accrue savings for like healthcare. You're raising children. Mm -hmm. So it's a really important thing. The other uh, so-called invisible disability we don't always think about and is in calculated in these figures, these statistics, are mental health issues, um, cognitive issues, neurodiversity uh, as well, like autism, things like that, that are, are also thought of as invisible and certainly not invisible in their impact. So I know you've had a, a long history of working on issues that affect people with disabilities. What are some things that you really want to bring to the Disabilities Commission, you and the other members here in Holyoke? Well, a lot, I think, and I want to commend first, because I'm new there, there are two to three members we have now that have been doing this for a couple d decades. And by the way, we're all volunteers. Everything we do, both in our meetings and behind the scenes, is volunteer. And they've done plenty. But we, I think, like all things, we're coming to a different time period where the issues are not only becoming more prolific, one thing, for instance, COVID, we're going to end, unfortunately, for the maybe younger population that is healthy 
is that we baby boomers are now going to be the biggest aging population we've ever had. So that means more disability. There are after effects with COVID we're discovering as well, also creating mm -hmm. a larger population um, that's, so they've done a fine job, but I think now they and myself and some of our new members, including um, a person that we have who is the mother of a child with cerebral palsy, which is also, by the way, important in membership for these groups because families are affected too. And another member as well, uh, Jessica Lebron Martinez, who is disabled herself, grew up like that. She brings something to the table, but we all are in agreement that it's probably time, first of all, to do a survey and reassess Holyoke because data really helps. It helps in funding for your needs. It helps in addressing what are the contemporary problems. So we're um, hoping to bring in and start a survey, go into all of our wards because that's another important part that um, disability is not a lot of fun for me. I certainly know what it's like uh, to lose my income, to lose and not be able to have enough income to have decent health care. But I'm at a point where I have pretty good health care, but a lot of folks don't. And so we want to make sure we go into all socioeconomic brackets and wards of our city to see what they are individually dealing with. The other thing is um, the federal government, as most of us know, just put out a huge infrastructure bill that has created a lot of funds to be distributed to individual states and cities. And in that, there are programs and dictates. One is called Safe Streets. I believe that is about $11 billion wow. going out. to So we all need to be in there and somebody needs to be steering our city officials who may not be aware of this need um, to start creating curb cuts, sidewalks, crosswalks that are placed um, strategically near um, municipal transit, for instance, because a lot of people don't have cars or can't afford cars, and that includes disabled people. And so all the more reason to make sure we have those safe streets and sidewalks, and that certainly would benefit not only disabled people, but moms with strollers, um, people carrying groceries, you know, you just go on down the line. Often when we think about universal design, which includes ADA and disabled um, safety characteristics like that, you're also benefiting the whole population. So Lynn, if you had a magic wand and you could mm -hmm. wave it around in Holyoke, um, because you've spent a lot of time here and I'm sure you're really familiar with the obstacles that you've encountered over the years. What do you see as the critical issues that you would really like to see change? Well, that's a good question. Um, and I didn't prepare you for that one, no, did I? No, <laughs> I love that. So I'm going to try to pretend to use my own magic wand here. And it, it really feels like that when, when we're up against what we are. But there actually is, you know, economic and logical reasons to actually start thinking. So the first thing I think is, um, is education and information. 
And I'm hoping to work with more of our public officials, like I'm hoping to work with our city planner and our city engineer. I've had a couple discussions with our mayor. And theoretically, or maybe not so theoretically, what I would really like to do is put them in a wheelchair for a week and watch them go through their daily lives, which are plenty busy as they are, no doubt, and see what it's like to face the obstacles that the rest of us deal with, trying to raise our families, trying to take our kids to school, all trying to go to our jobs, take care of our health, recreation, you know, all of those things. Um, so a little education, I think, will go a long way. In all fairness to the people that don't understand, it is a lack of experience. So that's what I do first in that magic wand is to kind of open up minds and empathy, first-hand experience. And then I think that will go a long way. In specifics, I would say definitely accessibility and, and access just in every way that we are disabled to start doing that. But again, I come back to that empathy because without that, you do not know this is part of what we live with. And the best way I can sum that up is, there's an old feminist adage actually, um, and it really speaks to any group that's marginalized and why discrimination is so destructive for our entire society. It's not about what we don't get, it's about what you don't, we don't get to give. And so when we can't participate in society, it doesn't just hurt us, it hurts everyone. And you know, when we can give, then we can patronize businesses, we pay our taxes, we can work, um, we can share the gifts and the individual um, attributes we have with making our communities better. That's a great perspective because I think sometimes we look at people with disabilities and we think they need help. We sometimes feel sorry for what they're going through, but we don't always look at them as people who have just as much to give as everyone else. Absolutely. That's, are there particular obstacles that you've encountered just in your, um, your daily life going around Holyoke that you'd like people to know about? Un unfortunately, yes. <laughs> and I would say it is interesting. And, and in fact, that is, well, I'll say first, there absolutely are. Um, every time someone like me goes out, but definitely here in Holyoke, like everywhere else, um, is that we have to find out, can we get there? We get invited to places, my husband and I, um, we have to get groceries. Um, my husband had to go to the police station. I had to drop off some papers for him. Talk about empathy. Um, he recently tore his Achilles tendon, very able-bodied athletic man, had his first experience of what it was like to be like his wife. And I became the instant chauffeur. So I dropped off the papers there, and it's a relatively new law, so shouldn't have been grandfathered in. Very heavy double doors at the entrance, nice and wide, but it was almost impossible for me, with low upper body strength, to open those doors. 
Um, also a problem was the only handicapped spot was there was on the street and it was taken. I had looked ahead so this is what the kind of things we have to do. We have to look up on maps, we have to make phone calls. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of the spontaneity out of everything. Parked across the street in the park there and knew that there were handicapped spots there. But because there's not a curb cut at the crosswalk from the park to the police station, I had to go out onto the street at this level high on a busy main street of Holyoke to get across the street to go into those front doors. And so that's a really dangerous thing to put people that are disabled out in the middle of a, a busy street. And this is our public safety building. And so, <laughs> you know, so yeah. you see the irony I and, do. And, and, and the kind of things that would happen. While I was waiting for you here today, at, we're at the Holyoke Media Studios, I noticed that there is a handicapped parking right outside the, the door, but there's no curb cut there. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, Lynn could park there because you have a van and it's wheelchair accessible, but you wouldn't have been able to get up the curb and into the building. Exactly. And you also asked me when we were setting up this interview, is the building accessible? And I knew it was a new building, so I was pretty sure it was, but I really hadn't paid attention. I didn't notice, was there a step up? Because I can walk up the steps. Right. And I think that's what you are um, referring to when you talk about just awareness and mm -hmm. helping people. Absolutely understand what those little obstacles are that are are little to us but are huge to someone who isn't able to get no up doubt. and down them it really is and a good example of that too that relates back to our economy and business which we want to bring into holyoke is that um you know again look at that percentage for hamden county of disabled people if you put those folks to work if the only thing that was keeping them from working was the inaccess to all these buildings you know how good would that be great point. so private company contacted me a friend of mine works for fuss and o'neill which is a regional engineering firm with offices in holyoke when they saw me put out one of my educational Facebook posts called Wheelchair 101, she contacted me because they've already started the process in this uh, this.